Eagles Entertainment. Hi, this is Doug Peterson, and you're listening to the Eagles Insider Podcast with Dave Spadaro. Welcome, Eagles everywhere, to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro with you as we get ready for Monday Night Football in Philadelphia. The Eagles and the New York Giants for the first time this season. Look, the Eagles have been dominating this series, and they need to do something to stop this three-game losing streak. The Giants, with eight straight losses, could be the right tonic. A lot of great storylines here. We'll get into them in just a moment. Uh, We've got a wonderful podcast for you. Carson Wentz and I, a little one-on-one time. And in a moment, we'll talk to John Schmelk, Giants.com. But a couple of notes about this game. The Eagles fourth in the NFL in primetime winning percentage, 13-6 and six, since 2016. That includes the playoffs, and including those playoffs, the Eagles own the fourth best home winning percentage since 2016 with a 23-9 record. The Eagles have won the last five games against the Giants, as well as nine of the last ten matchups. The Eagles also own a five-game winning streak at Lincoln Financial Field. All of that sounds promising, right? Eagles got to win this football game. Three straight losses have dropped the Eagles to 5-7, and and yet a victory on Monday night ties the Eagles with the Cowboys for first place in the NFC East. The Cowboys, of course, losing on Thursday night to the Chicago Bears 31-24. The Cowboys are skidding with a game next week against the Los Angeles Rams. Something to consider here for Monday Night Football at Lincoln Financial Field. Eagles wearing their black uniforms. Randall Cunningham coming back as the honorary captain. And we're looking forward to seeing him. And then also, we want to let people know who are going to the game. That, As you know, the Eagles Autism Foundation, a huge part of what the Eagles do. And the Eagles Autism Foundation and Aramark have teamed up with Popcorn for the People, a nonprofit that creates meaningful employment for those with autism and other disabilities. More than 80% of adults with autism around the world are unemployed. And so the Eagles and Popcorn for the People are presenting some popcorn for the people. Served at Lincoln Financial Field for the rest of this season through next season behind Section 119 in the Torque Club and the Hyundai Club Markets and on Headhouse Plaza, a portion of the proceeds will support the Eagles Autism Foundation. For more information, visit Popcorn for the People. So that is an ongoing endeavor for the Philadelphia Eagles, a commitment that we love to share with you. All right, let's talk a little football now. Giants.com's John Schmelk, the guest, knowing that the Giants have lost eight straight games, they're turning to Eli Manning. What are the prospects for the Eagles and the Giants? From the Giants' point of view, we go behind enemy lines. Time now to go behind enemy lines. The Eagles and the Giants getting it on for the first time this year on Monday Night Football at Lincoln Financial Field. Joining me from Giants.com, John Schmelk. John, the last time we spoke, it was, I think it was in like August, and we were talking about different moves the Eagles were making, and they had just picked up, or maybe it was, hmm, was it Zach Brown time? Maybe it was a little earlier than August. And we were talking about the roster and for the Eagles, how loaded the roster was and who would be playing quarterback for the Giants when these two teams met. And both teams' seasons, I would say, have gone exactly the opposite of what we thought. Agreed? 
Agreed. I mean, I remember I said to you on that interview, Dave, I think the Eagles have the most talented roster in the whole NFL. Those words came out of my mouth. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, and neither team is where they want to be, that's for sure. What is it like, what's it been like for you this year? I mean, I, we, we understand we've, we've gone through it here when you transition from a veteran quarterback to a young quarterback. What had it been like? I know eight straight losses with Daniel Jones, but it's really not about the wins and losses necessarily this year for New York. It's about the development of Jones, the sixth overall draft pick back in the spring. How has he looked? I think he's looked pretty good. Uh, obviously, the big you know, elephant in the room were the turnovers. Uh, he has, I believe, you know, pro football focus tracks, turnover-worthy plays. Uh, he has the second most in the league, only one or so behind Jameis Winston, and he's played in two fewer games than Winston. So the interceptions are a problem. He has three last week. The fumbles are a problem. I think he is. I think he's up to 15 now over the course of the year. That's a problem. Uh, but for a young quarterback, that's something, especially the fumbles, in my opinion, that can get cleaned up. But he's shown the ability to see the field. He has the arm to make all the throws. He's an accurate quarterback. He's not afraid to put it in tight windows and tight areas, which is, you know, Dave, young quarterbacks can sometimes be overly cautious in terms of trying to throw the ball down the field and into traffic. He's very confident in doing that. So I think you see a quarterback that has the tools and the ability to become a good starting quarterback in the league. Obviously, it's, you know, 10 games, 10 starts, so you don't know if he's going to get there, but I think he has it inside of him. And it's been difficult with a lot of injuries, I guess the wide receiver position. What did it look like? In training camp, what what was the depth chart in training camp versus what it is now? Oh, it's very different. Um, you know, the backups have changed a lot. Benny Fowler has kind of been on and off the roster. It looks like finally Pat Shermer spoke to the media on Friday morning and said it looks like Golden Tate and Evan Ingram should be back on Monday night, which, believe it or not, will be the first time all season that Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, Evan Ingram and Saquon Barkley will all be on the field at the same time. So that tells you how banged up the skill positions have been. Sterling Shepard's played only six games. Uh, he missed the others with a concussion. Golden Tate had the four-game suspension. Then he missed last week with the concussion. Evan Ingram missed a game early in the year. He's missed the last two with a foot injury. Saquon Barkley, the high ankle sprain, he missed three or four games in the middle of the year. So it's kind of been a revolving door, which hasn't helped. Uh, luckily, Darius Slayton, who was a sixth-round pick last year, has come on and done a really nice job at wide receiver, and it's made it a little bit less painful given his ability to make contested catches. And, you know, he's a 4-3-4-4 guy. He can get down the field and beat you deep. So he's made it a little bit less painful. But, you know, you trade Otto Beckham Jr., and then you have a pretty solid group of skill position guys. When those guys then you deal with one, two, three injuries at a time, it becomes difficult. Yo, hey, we know that in Philadelphia. It, it's been unbelievable, <laughs> the, these injuries. And it's, it's really, I think when fans consider their team issues, they only focus on the team. They don't really recognize that it's happening around the league. I mean, oh, players yeah. are going down with these soft tissue injuries. I, I don't know what people say up there. It's just been, it's been mystifying how much it happens and how difficult it is to get players back quickly. Yeah, and look, it, it's hard keep your roster deep enough to, you know, have guys that can step in and, and do a job, too, because you can't fill your roster with guys that are just receivers. They have to be able to fill a role and be a special teams player, right, and, and do other things. You can't just keep a guy rostered on the 53 if all he can do is play wide receiver and can't help you on special teams. And, you know, injuries are a problem. And, you know, they, they, you know sports science has come a long way with sleep and training, load management and the NBA, all that stuff. But uh, – 
there's something out there that these guys are almost such finely tuned athletes. Like they're almost all sprinters now, where it's like one little thing gets messed up in the in the chain and it, it it just throws the whole body off, and then guys have to miss games. Agreed. How's Saquon been? I mean, I, I got to tell you, last year we thought, uh, talking to our personnel people, that honestly, that Saquon Barkley best running back in the NFL. And I know his numbers don't necessarily reflect that for a variety of reasons. High ankle sprain, I mean, that sidelines running backs for weeks and weeks and weeks. But to you, John, is he still at the very top of the list in the league? He's had a rough year, Dave. Um, His second year has not gone well. Uh, He had the high ankle sprain, which originally was reported as a four- to eight-week injury. Uh, as you know, high ankle sprains are usually a minimum of four-week injury, depending on how severe they are. And he came back right at the four-week point. And when he came back, uh, you know, obviously Saquon wouldn't say it, but just watching him and knowing what he looked like as a rookie, he did not look like the same guy. And he played three or four weeks. It didn't like he could cut well off of that ankle, and he was missing some of that extra burst that makes him special. Uh, they've had two games since the bye, and he's looked better since coming off the bye week. I, is he 100%? I don't think anyone's 100% at this time of year. But he looks a lot better, and I think he's a more explosive player now than he was at any time this season prior to the injury. Uh, the, the biggest issue with Saquon Barkley this year, one, he's had a couple of drops, but two, his pass protection has been poor. It got to the point where they had to take him out on, on some third downs, and pass protection had been a strength for him over the course of the year. Uh, I wonder if that's an ankle issue where he can't anchor against, you know, blitzing defensive backs or linebackers or whatever it is, but that's been an issue for him. And it just seems like he hasn't been able to find a chemistry with this group of offensive linemen. He misses holes sometimes, and frankly, too many times there isn't any room for him to run either. So uh, throw on top of the fact you have a rookie quarterback that maybe isn't making some of the pre-snap checks that Eli Manning's able to do to put him in better running situations and you know running away from the defense, changing plays. And I think put all those things together, and that's why he's had a bit of a down year. But talent-wise, is he still one of the best running backs in the league? Absolutely. John, thank you for the segue here. The big story, of course, Monday night is that Eli Manning returns to the starting lineup for the Giants, benched for Jones after two weeks. A, what's it been like uh, with Eli and how's he handled the whole situation, very tough spot for a future Hall of Famer. And then B, as Doug Peterson indicated in a conference call with the New York media, do you get the sense that the players, the the, the entire team, gets a little bit of juice, a little jazzed with Eli Manning coming back to the lineup? The team loves playing with Daniel Jones, and I think all the players have been careful to say that this week because they don't want to make it about it being a choice between the two guys. But, yeah, I think there's some excitement to kind of let Eli have a little bit of a better send-off. Now, if you look at Eli's history playing in Philadelphia, especially in primetime, it might not be the best situation to get that type of send-off, given the history of the matchup over the last (laughs) five years or so. But, uh, yeah, I think it's a good opportunity. You don't know how long Jones is going to be out with that high ankle sprain. It might be more than one week, and the Giants play home against Miami in a couple weeks. Their defense isn't very good. You know, he might have a a nice little homecoming for a a final home start. But, yeah, the players are excited, and I think, you know, Eli wants to be able to get out there and and, and show what he can do. I think everyone was a little bit surprised at how quickly they made that change after week two this year. And, by the way, that was in a week two game where he was missing all three of his starting wide receivers against the Buffalo Bills, who are one of the best pass defenses in football. So, you know, he really didn't get much of a, of a chance this year to show what he can do. 
And now we'll get to do it this week, and I think everyone's excited about it. John, let's talk about the New York defense. Very good against the run. What defense? Okay, fire away. Tell me. I like to hear that. Uh, yeah, look, it, it, Dave, it, it's been a rough year. Um, you know, Carl Banks has said it a lot on our radio broadcast that, you know, a lot of weeks it's been kind of a get-right game for teams where they come in, they struggle in doing something, then they play the Giants, and all of a sudden things start going well. Uh, Mitch Trubisky started to turn his season around when he played the Giants a couple weeks ago. And they just have a lot of fundamental issues in terms of allowing big plays down the field. Uh, they've struggled in the secondary. Jabril Peppers is going to miss this game with a back injury. He might have to go to IR. He's got one of those fractured transverse processes in his back. Uh, the rookie cornerback, DeAndre Baker, has not had a great rookie year. And they've just had a lot of issues defending the pass. Their third down defense is very poor. I mentioned the big plays. The run defense up the middle is pretty good, but on the perimeter they've struggled a little bit at the linebacker position. And they've just been victimized again and again on crossing patterns deep intermediate levels of the field. Uh, they don't do a really good job in zone in the middle of the field, you know, reading the route concepts and then getting into the proper area to stop some of those passes. There's a lot of blown assignments in the secondary where guys are not in the right place, which turns into big plays. So, um, if you guys are looking for Carson Wentz to have 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 a big time game, uh, this might be one of those situations because the Giants secondary has been a huge source of issues this year for Big Blue. Well, John, I'm here to say that we are looking for Carson Wentz to have a big time game because that's what exactly what's been missing from the Eagles offense since Deshaun Jackson went down. He only played really one week against the Redskins, caught two big touchdown passes. Since then, the vertical passing game has not been there. So. It's going to be an interesting match, an offense that's been unable to really generate the vertical passing game against the defense that's been unable to stop the big plays in the pass game. We'll see how it goes down on Monday. Leonard Williams, the deal with the Jets at the trade deadline, third-round draft pick in 2020. Has it paid off for the Giants? And you said the middle of the defense has done a good job against the run. Do you think in the big picture the Giants kind of build around Williams, the interior of that defensive line? The interior of the Giants' defensive line is their strength on defense. They have Dalvin Tomlinson, who was a second-round pick three years ago, very good against the run. Uh, Dexter Lawrence, their 15th overall pick in the draft in 2019, has been really good this year. He's been pretty good rushing the pass, too. He's a monster, like 6'2", 340 pounds. Uh, he's an athlete, but he's also really good against the run. Then Leonard Williams, the addition. Uh, and those guys have all been very, very good defending the run this year. And that's where their strength is. Now, I've watched a lot of Eagles offense this week getting ready for the game. You guys run a lot to the perimeter, which, you know, doesn't take the guys out of the game, but maybe, you know, reduces their effectiveness a little bit. But if they have a strength, it's stopping that run up the middle. They are very, very good defending the middle of the field. Now, you don't get enough pass rush from those guys, generally speaking. There's been some flashes. You know, Leonard Williams, I know with the Jets was, you know, he gets pressure, doesn't get home with sacks. That's kind of been what it's been here with the Giants. So they're still trying to figure out a way to, to get consistent pressure on the quarterback to maybe take some pressure off of that young, struggling secondary. Well, we see you twice in a span of three weeks after not seeing you at all in the first couple of months, three months of the season. So, John, we look forward to renewing the rivalry, the Eagles and the Giants in, the, in an NFC that is unbelievable. It just doesn't seem like anybody's stepping up to win this division. Always a pleasure. Maybe we can find somebody that actually wants to win this division in the final four weeks. That'd well, be nice. we want to. It's just yeah, we got three straight losses. <laughs> we need this one more than you on Monday night, man. This is to me. The Eagles have to start quickly, or it really 
could get a little nasty at Lincoln Financial Field. The fans are I mean, really, certainly the, the bottom line for you guys, Dave. Right, is basically that Week 16 game against Dallas. Is basically whoever wins that game is going to win the division, right? More or less. I mean, yeah, but don't tell the players that. Let's let's see this team. Oh, of course not. Of course <laughs> not. This is just me and you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, John Schmelk, thank you so much. Giants.com. We'll see you Monday night. I appreciate it, Dave. Good times. Take care. Thanks so much to John Schmelk for his time. We look forward to seeing him. Eagles playing the Giants on Monday night. And then, of course, to wrap up the regular season on December 29th at MetLife Stadium. We now go to the quarterback room. Quarterback Carson Wentz looking for some answers here. Eagles trying to break this three-game losing streak. It's Monday night football. It's the national stage. And here is number 11, one-on-one. Hi, everybody, and welcome, Eagles insider Dave Spadaro with Eagles quarterback and expectant father, Carson Wentz. Congratulations on the news. Thank you. Thank I you. will lobby for some sort of name. David Wentz sounds great. <laughs> Spuds Wentz sounds what, fantastic. What if it's a girl? What do you got? I don't have anything. <laughs> do you have names? We got we got some lists yeah. going, but, you know, let's see fun. what happens. That's we got cool, some man. time. Thank it's you. It's so exciting. It's really... The, why you're on this earth, yes. honestly, to Thank have kids. Uh, let's, let's talk a little football here, Carson. Yeah. Uh, Monday Night Football, um, is it a big deal to you? Um, it, it's cool. Uh, you know, obviously, it, for the biggest thing I notice is it changes our schedule uh, for the yeah. week. Everything gets pushed back a day. It's a night game, but um, obviously everyone's aware of, you know, Monday Night Football. You know, everyone's watching kind of all over. And, um, you know, for us, it's not just Monday Night Football, but it's a divisional opponent, you know, and, and we have a lot, a lot to prove and a lot on the line. So uh, we're excited for this one. And it, the long week, you know, it's, it's, it, you don't realize that when you get taken out of your routine, yeah. that extra day seems like forever. Yeah. So do you watch more film? I mean, how do you kind of, like, maintain your routine? Yeah. You, I mean, you try and keep the same routine as best you can. You know, so Coach, you know, gave us a little extra time off early in the week to, you know, just kind of um, get our minds and bodies right. So took advantage of that. And, um, you know, then from there on, just try and keep the same type of routine and, um, you know, not overdo it, not underdo it. Just, you know, find the right balance. And, uh, you know, I think we'll be ready to go Monday night. The Santander honorary captain will be former Eagles quarterback Randall Cunningham, who, how, what year were you born? 92. Yeah, wow. You don't even, you have like, you, you know Randall Cunningham, right? Like you yeah. have, like have an idea of Randall yep. Cunningham. One of the early running, or one of the early very mobile quarterbacks. Um, and it was, was it a big deal to you watch as a kid? You weren't really into football that much, or no, at least no. watching the sports. I, I mean, I did enjoy watching, but I was, I think we've mentioned it before, yeah. I was always outside. I wanted to be, go play at halftime. I didn't want to come back and watch the second half At of night games. you were outside running uh, around? I would be outside as much as I, my parents would let me. I was driving crazy. Doing Shooting that. hoops in the, with the Shooting driveway? Hoops, playing football, playing that's football fantastic. with myself. Just, so you did know. you ever collect, like, uh, <laughs> I'm going really off script here, did you ever collect, like, football cards or anything oh, like absolutely. that? absolutely. Football cards, baseball cards. Um, traded them with my buddies, did all that fun stuff. That's and, awesome. Uh, I, still got, I still got the cards in my closet, so hopefully someday I'll Do you have any on. valuable card, Carson? Do you think you do? Uh, do you have a collection of any sort of... I there's well, there's some in there. It's kind of one of those things. Maybe I'll look in 10, 15, 20 years and see see what the heck we got. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's some actually boxes that I've never opened. Up. I don't even know. I don't even know what right. value there is. Right. What the day of the game? The fans get together early and they party it up, and everybody else kind of waits. So if you can kind of go behind the scenes, what do you do during the game? Yeah. During the day of a game, a night game. <laughs> of a night game, it's a long day. You know, it's a long day, and it's just a lot of chilling and relaxing. You know, a lot of guys will turn on Netflix or just a lot of guys hang out in their hotel room, whatever that looks like. And, um, you know, you try, I try and get up and move around or, you know, go for a walk, do something. Um, Cause if you just keep me cooped up inside all day, I kind of go stir crazy a little mm -hmm. bit. So um, every guy has their own little routine, but it's, it's a lot of chilling, a lot of waiting around. And then uh, you lift weights. 
No, no, none of that. Nothing? No, nope. just kind of hang out and uh, watch something on TV, do something, maybe watch some of the, the football games. Well, when it's a Sunday night game, Monday yeah. night's a little different. So um, try and do, find something to pass the time. What was the first time you ever played a night game in any, at any level of your career? Um, I mean, Friday Night Lights was obviously the, the biggest one going back oh, you to did high that. school. Okay. Um, I mean, high school football is the, the coolest. Um, still, that's probably, really like the p- most pure. It's the most football. pure football, without a doubt. It's your, it's your buddies that you grew up with, that you, you go to class with, that you they hang out with after school, all of that, and um, and there's a lot less pressure on on you know you when you're in high school. You're just you're just playing ball, having fun, and um, you, I mean you'll never forget those memories. At least I won't for sure. And then going to the malt shop. Afterward, or the, yeah. whatever the malt, malt shakes, like, whatever, it's like the happy whatever like Taco Bell, you know, <laughs> yeah. those are the good times. Is, is there, an, and this is maybe just a completely ridiculous question, but is there a, an adjustment at all to the lights? Literally, like seeing in the lights um, versus the day. I game? think there's for receivers. Um, you know, I think that's something that every kind of receiver takes into consideration. You know, even when it's a day game, where's the sun? You know, knowing where the sun's at, and um, but at night I think it's just adjusting to the lights. But for me, I yeah, you're used I'm, to it. Now. I'm just throwing it to him. You're so, a oh, yeah, grizzled I got, veteran. I got her down. <laughs> yeah, the New York Giants. Uh, they've lost eight straight games. Um, they acquired Leonard Williams. They seem to be doing a lot better against the run. What have you seen from that defense? Yeah, it's a good defense. You know, they, they fly around. Um, they, they mix it up. They mix it up really well. They're going to present lots of different looks, different pressure looks, um, try and, you know, make things look confusing for you. And um, it's, it's a good team, you know, and we think we can um, do some things. But like you said, they, they have, they're good at stopping the run, and um, it's something we're cognizant of. So we're going to try and uh, take advantage of th- things uh, in, in another way. Carson, uh, there have been a flurry here. The Eagles of signing some players to long-term deals. You, of course, signed one in the spring. Uh, recently, Brandon Brooks, Lane Johnson signed deals. Yeah. Uh, what is it like for you to know that you know these cogs are going yeah. to be there for you yeah. in a long, for the long term? Uh, it's extremely excited. You know, not just because of their ability on the field. You know, I, I mean, those two are good as anybody at their positions, respectively, um, but uh, who they are as, as people in the locker room, as teammates, um, their passion for the game and wanting to be the best at, at their position. Um, you know, I love those guys, and I'm, I'm stoked that they're going to be here with me for a long time. The rookies always have to go get Popeye's chicken. Do guys who sign long-term deals have to, like, Buy a filet mignon dinner for everybody. Uh, ever? We should maybe look into this that. Might, for, this is for not those a bad yet. routine. We could start idea. it in the NFL. Uh, yeah, we could look into that. But nobody does it. Like nobody really kind of. Everybody says congratulations, congratulations. Nobody says you're buying tonight. No, I mean some guys do something on their own anyway. Yeah. Um, so maybe we'll see yeah. Christmas time we'll end see, of the year. You that's never know. That's a good idea. You never know. Carson, it has been tough here. Look, three straight losses. Uh, Eagles are five and seven. Nobody thought that this team would be in this position. Still alive for the NFC East. And we look at leadership, and yeah. and what is the role of leadership? What is your role during these tough times? Yeah, um, a you try and you know stay the same, you know, not get too high, not get too low. For me, it's you know whether we're ten and zero or zero and ten, you know, I want to be the same every time I come into work, you know, and let guys see that, you know, I'm not I'm not changing based on circumstances or, or situations, um, and then just making sure everyone's on the same page, you know, that um, still believing in ourselves, you know, we still feel we have a great football team and the ability to be great. Um, necessarily haven't shown that, you know, the last few weeks, and, and we know uh, there's things that we've left out there and that we can clean up and be better. So just making sure everyone still believes and is on the same page going forward. And uh, you know, we had we had a great practice today. Um, guys are flying around, energy's high, and and you know, we, this is not where we wanted to be, but at the end of the day, we still have you know control of our own destiny. So we're excited to to go make a run at this thing. So the message is that you're pleased with what you've seen through the locker room 
yeah, as you get ready for the Giants. For sure. I mean, I've seen everyone, you know, bounce back. Um, obviously, there's a lot of negativity going on out there, and, you know, five to seven is not where we want to be. But uh, just the way everyone's handled it so far and um, bounce back and just, you know, the, the urgency and the excitement for Monday night is definitely high. It's interesting that you mentioned the negativity because we've had some opportunities here in the last couple of weeks to get together with some season ticket members a couple of weeks ago and then uh, the other yeah. night. Um, what has your reaction been from fans? I mean, yeah. They are, like, excited to meet you, to meet players, and to feel like they're part of this thing turning around. Yeah, um, you know, the, the ability to meet some of the fans has been awesome, you know, and um, it's been all positive and it's been a lot of encouragement, you know, and, and, you know, obviously some that have high expectations and they'll let you know about it, but for the most part, everyone's encouraging and um, just saying, hey, we still believe in you, we still got your back, and, um, you know, that means a lot for a lot of us guys. Cool, man. All right, well, good luck against the Giants. Thank you, Dave. Congratulations with everything happening off the field. Eagles, Giants, Monday Night Football. Thanks for joining us. Eagles insider Dave Spadaro, Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz. Thanks so much to John Schmelk and Carson Wentz, as well as Trevor Hayes and Peter Kelly for their time putting this all together. Thanks to you for joining us here on the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Make sure you're with us throughout the night on Monday. We've got you covered with the kickoff show presented by Exalta. We've got you covered with live updates on our social channels on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and our app. And then the postgame show presented by Rico. And then make sure you are with us because shortly after the game is over, we give you the instant reaction from the locker room as the Eagles Insider Podcast returns. Insider Dave Spadaro saying thanks for joining everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day and fly Eagles fly. The division there for the taking are the Eagles ready to turn this thing around. Thanks everyone. E-A-T-L-E-S.